We gather this morning as we enter the holiest of weeks of our liturgical year, a year that's been filled with loss and worry and anxiety and hope. It's easy to remember that this time last year, the pandemic had us all focused on getting things shut down as quickly as possible while attempting to grasp how much our lives would change with little comprehension of how many deaths would take place and how much division would occur in our country. Leading us all to ask, when will things go back to normal? But over time, it's become clear that returning to business as usual, going back to once was, it's just not an option anymore, nor should it. See, when Christ entered Jerusalem, He left behind what was his normal. He entered the city with all its splendor, not riding on a great white stallion as would be a king, but rather as a servant leader, riding on the back of an ass. He entered with great humility and with a continued call to love and forgive others, no different than he had lived his entire life. And knowing full well what lied ahead of him, He entered the city knowing that he would live and die, the great pattern that is repeated every day in each of our lives of life, death, and rebirth. For when we ignore this pattern of life, we become stuck and attached to the walls that we've each created around us, walls that we spend our lives fortifying, latching on to the life we've constructed about what we feel is right and have determined is normal, and all the while hoping nothing will change, and ignoring the reality that the walls will crumble and they all die away. Last year in his message to the world, Pope Francis noted that the COVID virus, quote, exposes our vulnerability and uncovers those false and superfluous certainties around which we will have constructed our daily schedules, our projects, our habits, and our priorities. It shows us how we have allowed ourselves to become dull and feeble in the very things that nourish, sustain, and strengthen our lives and our communities. I fear with a combination of COVID fatigue and the expanding vaccine programs, We may lose all that we have each learned about ourselves and about our society and attempt to just return to once was called the status quo. But in reality, the goal of that journey is misplaced. Rather, this is a time to look at what are we doing and how are we doing it and who are we doing it to and look for new ways to move this gospel message of love and acceptance into what will be the new normal. And to do that, we need to move away from dwelling on the past of what may have happened or what could possibly happen in the future and to be present to the here and now by listening with new ears and seeing with new eyes. These past three weeks, my wife and I were blessed to spend time with my son and his wife and our beautiful granddaughter, Bloom. And while we spent much time remembering and grieving over the loss of Bloom's brother, Julian, 
We gain so much by holding on to each other, being present to each other as family. It had only been a few months since I had seen Bloom, so it wasn't too long before we reconnected. And soon she and I were enjoying daily morning walks around the neighborhood. Bloom relished seeing birds and gopher tortoises and burrowing owls. And even though I thought I was focused on our present surroundings, I began to notice Bloom calling to me, and she was placing her finger to her ear. I soon realized that she was so present to the present that she was hearing the faintest sounds that I was missing. She was picking up bird calls that were originating blocks away or planes that weren't even in sight. Sounds that simply escaped my personal awareness because I was listening with ears and seeing with eyes that were focused on anything and everything except the present and thus the presence. But soon I realized that Bloom was teaching me, her abuelo, how to hear with new ears, to see the wonders around us with new eyes, as once did her brother. Now this past year, and this period of Lent, and this Palm Sunday, remind us that we are never in control. And thus we are reminded the need to let go and to begin to look at how we see ourselves and others, to relook at how we spend our time and our money, to relook at the needs around us, to relook at the poverty levels, we look at the religious and political polarization. For us to relook at the economic and social inequalities, to relook at racism and various cultural phobias, and to relook at all that is needed to change in and around us as we collectively and perpetually live this pattern of life, death, and rebirth. You see, my brothers and sisters, there's no return to the false sense of what we thought was stable and normal. So instead, we need to be open to the changes in our lives around us, and our families, and our communities, and our church, and to embrace all of God's creation and ever-loving spirit, which we are told will renew the face of the earth. So the lesson this Palm Sunday gives to you and me is the path to salvation is not one on relying on our own greatness or achievements, we're giving deep concern over our mistakes and faults that we have made. Rather, it's fully acknowledging and giving thanks for Jesus the Christ, sent to us by a loving God, the Christ who, as we will relive and be reminded this week, will wipe away every tear from our face and to show us the way, the truth, and the light by which we are invited to embrace what is new by seeing with new eyes and hearing with new ears so we may go forth imitating and replicating the abundant love of God.